Hello there. Dave here. Just wanted to remind you that Tales from the Backlog is listener-supported via Patreon. Supported by cool people such as Chris Nelson and many more. If you would like to support, head on over to patreon.com slash realdavejackson and you will be my hero. All right, let's get to the show. everybody, my name is Dave Jackson and this is Tales from the Backlog, a video games podcast where each week I'm joined by a guest to talk about the games we play. My guest today is a friend of the show and haunted dairy plant owner, Chris Reddig. Hey dude. How you doing? Good man, good to have you on the show finally. We've been talking about this like since the show started, getting you on the show. Right. It's funny you say I'm a dairy plant owner because a lot of people say cafes are just like milk resale. <laughs> Uh, resellers so dairy resale it's, kinda, not, yeah. not, it's not totally untrue <laughs> yeah you 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 buy a bunch of milk and you sell a bunch of milk in different forms to, uh, to other people right <laughs> exactly <laughs> so uh the game we're playing today the game that was the one that finally got chris and i together on the podcast is vampire survivors which yes. is a top-down roguelike developed and published by luca galante i hope i'm pronouncing that right uh, aka pseudonym Ponkel, which I'm almost certainly mispronouncing, uh, released in early access for PC in 2021. Um, and since this is an early access game, it's the first one I've covered on the show, and it will be the last one I cover for some time, I uh, want to make a note, at the time of recording, we're on version 0.61, uh, which just dropped like yesterday or something like that. Uh, but I looked at the patch notes, uh, not a whole lot changed in this patch, some extra challenge mode stuff and, you know, of course, bug fixes and balancing stuff. Um, so the the game that Chris and I played is hasn't changed a whole lot in the most recent patch. But, you know, with early access, if you're listening to this, you know, six months or a year down the road or after this hits 1.0, it may be a little bit different. But I'm pretty confident that the the game itself that we're going to be talking about uh, will stay basically the same. Yeah, and it seems like with this game too, every patch whenever they update it, there are new characters and stuff. But in terms of like spoilers, right. I don't. There's not. There's not a story or anything like that to spoil. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if there is, I haven't. I haven't caught on to what that story is. So. <laughs> right. It might be like a Dark Souls story where you play the whole game and you don't realize there's a story happening. Um, mm. <laughs> I think for this episode, the spoiler section will be very very short, where we can just talk about you know our favorite uh, weapon combinations strategies with like what weapons to get and stuff like that um sure stuff that someone may want to experiment with for the first time because that's kind of what the game is about is or part of the fun of the game i think is like going through and you know experimenting with the weapons seeing which ones are really good which ones uh kind of suck which ones seem great but end up kind of sucking you know Mm -hmm. that's part of the experience to me so we'll save that for the spoiler section and it might be like 
the shortest spoiler section in the history of the show, but we'll see. We may have a lot of lore about roast chicken to talk about. (laughs) So yeah, let's, uh, let's get started with, um, our kind of some opening thoughts about vampire survivors, like just, you know, open up. How do we feel about this game? Chris, the guest always goes first. So I'll kick to you, dude. Yeah. Uh, I don't, when I first saw a video of this game being played, I was like, oh, that's definitely something I should at least try out. It's funny because some, somebody put like, oh, it's a, this very expensive game, uh, but very fun as a sort of joke where I read it. And I was like, what? That's crazy. How could this like 8-bit thing be so expensive? Luckily, three bucks. Yeah. And just loads <laughs> of fun from the start, like just completely addictive. One 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 round being you know, usually about max 30 minutes, but not even getting that far in. And then just like round after round after round, it's like, fuck, it's already 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Like, what, yeah. what am I doing playing this like 8-bit video game? Uh, it's it's a thousand percent one of those, like one more, just, okay, I'll do one more. Okay, I need to go to the bank in, you know, an hour. So I have time for a few more. And then suddenly <laughs> you're like running up against that time when you have to leave the house. It's definitely one of those games. I think I wrote down here that this is just like pure distilled video game. Like if you like video games, like if you can remember just like playing games in the arcade and like what video games were originally created to be, that's this. It's like, you know, very simple mechanics, but it goes deeper than you might imagine at the beginning. But I mean, it's great music, cool looking sprites. Uh, easy to like grasp how to play lots of shiny stuff to collect it's like kind of a throwback to you know like i feel like this would have been at home on an arcade machine in the 80s or something like that you know it's just that kind of game yeah definitely and uh even like you're talking about how the sprites are cute and all these things and all you know the art style itself too like if you can call this art style it's nice because like we'll probably get more into this about like how how many enemies and and different things are on the screen at once Mm -hmm. but you know for the most part you you can actually tell uh everything apart because of oh yeah i think just of how well how well everything the art style was done and everything so i don't know anything about art you know the design of of character models and sprites and all that stuff but (laughs) definitely played games where it's like you can't really tell what's on the screen and you know shit comes flying out of nowhere and you're dead, but it doesn't really seem that way with this one. Things are very like apparent and crisp and really nice. Yeah, hundred percent. So this uh, this game rules, and just like I, I don't often talk about price on the show, but this game is three dollars full price, like three, three. So <laughs> this is just one of those things where it's like just get this. I really have a hard time like imagining someone who like gets this and doesn't have three dollars worth of fun if that's how you want to look at it like i've played this game for about 20 hours now which is kind of crazy to me uh but this is one of those games where the hours just pile on as you go so it's a lot of fun and uh we're gonna get into like why why it's so fun you know what makes it the way it is before we do that though i do want to get kind of like our personal histories with vampire survivors like what made us want to play this and mine relates to you, Chris, so I'll let you go first. What made you want to play Vampire Survivors? Yeah, sure. I think I mentioned a little bit before, I just saw uh, one of these streamers that I like to watch on vi- on YouTube, 
you know, in the background, he would he doesn't usually play games like this, but he was playing this one, and it just like while he was playing it, I think he was kind of putting on a show as like you know dying, you know, maybe not purposely, but definitely underperforming to make it you know seem like he sucks and getting better, or whatever. But seeing it and being like, this doesn't look that hard, you know, I think it's one of those one of those things. There's many things in life where it's like you see someone doing it and they're maybe not doing super well at it. You're like, you think to yourself like, this doesn't look that difficult. And it looks mm-hmm. like I it looks like I could be good at this. It like this is my kind of thing, right? It was definitely yeah. that like seeing this person doing that and then seeing them kind of upgrade and kind of just like slowly getting the understanding of the game watching this one video at first. But uh then yeah, that just kind of got me into it. And people in his chat were kind of talking about oh, don't take this weapon, don't take that upgrade. Yeah, this one wait for that or you know, just like saying all these things that uh they weren't super apparent on the screen on what was happening, but you know, people, they know stuff and they're, they're talking about it. And you, as you're reading those comments and everything, you're thinking this game seems very like it's more in depth than just like uh, the sort of, uh, bullet hell that let it looks like, if you know what I mean. Yeah. This is a weird one. Like, so I also saw screenshots and little video clips of people I follow on Twitter. And when you see if you don't know anything about how the game plays and you see a screenshot or something like that you may actually think that this game's way more complicated than it actually is because mm-hmm. when you see a screenshot or you see a video and there are like a thousand enemies on the screen you're like holy fuck how does anyone deal with that and so i had also heard people talking about this on podcasts this was on all of the like you know what games are you playing this week podcasts that um, I listen to from time to time. There was like a three weeks period where every single one of them was talking about vampire survivors. So I was like, Mm. okay, let me go check this out on steam. Oh, it's $3. All right. Uh, I do what every degenerate gamer does and puts it on their wish list and waits for a sale on a $3 (laughs) game. Um, So (laughs) I, I uh, did that and just kind of like I also don't buy early access games like it's not that I'm like opposed to the idea of an indie creator doing it I actually don't mind at all and I think it's a good way for indie creators to get feedback throughout the process of making their games uh I just like the way I play games is I play through the whole thing and then I stop playing it and then I almost never play it again so if I mm-hmm. like play through a half finished RPG in early access. I don't want to go back and play the whole thing again once the game is finished. So I just don't buy uh, early access games very often. But uh, Chris uh, gifted me the game. So thank you, Chris. Um, You're welcome. Very expensive gift. Uh, it means a lot <laughs> to me that you'd spend so much money on me. I appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, like when you talk about the price, too, like we talked about it a little bit earlier, but like the way I kind of justified it was like, it looks like an arcade game. And I would definitely like, if you were like, you could definitely get $3. Uh, let me rephrase this. If you spent a quarter per play and an arcade, you'd go, mm-hmm. you'd get through three bucks pretty quickly. And this game definitely has a lot more hours of, of fun and gameplay for that. So if we were went yeah. to the arcade together, I would definitely give you three, three bucks to, <laughs> to enjoy yourself. <laughs> Here's your $3. Go have yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um so and and this is this is different from buying like a, a game with a really detailed story that's in early access where you're gonna finish it and then be like, Oh, I wanna know what happens next, but the rest of the game isn't finished. Like I will 
probably check back on Vampire Survivors as new patches uh, go out. And then uh, if this game ever right gets on. released on Switch, I will 100% buy it on Switch because well, it, it's, it's an instant instant download instant, right there. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's, it's really good playing on PC because uh, it's easy to control and we'll get into that. But I can imagine playing a round of Vampire Survivors uh, as I put on clown makeup like the meme, right? I'm going to play one round of Vampire Survivors every night before bed <laughs> like that. Um, and then, yeah, suddenly it's two, three in the morning. That's where it yeah. starts, man. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get into Vampire Survivors. Here's how the game works. It's we'll start by just talking about how this works. Okay, so this is a, a roguelike. So you pick your stage, uh, your level. There's five levels, I think. Uh, you choose your character, and the character roster is growing continuously. But there are, if I had to just guess off the top of my head, like 15 characters or something like that at this time. So there's quite a few. Um, each level has a a few like design gimmicks and then like various enemy types and each character uh, starts with a different weapon and they all have a perk so like this character will start with uh, a knife for a weapon a throwing knife and their perk is they get one extra projectile uh, from the beginning and that's it and then the, then the, the other character will be like start with an axe and uh, you get a damage increase every 10 levels or 20 levels or something like that. So they all have a, right. a weapon and a perk. And most weapons, most weapons are like a projectile. So if you see something that's like plus one projectile, if he has a dagger and he throws it, then you're going to get two daggers with one plus, plus right. one projectile, whatever. Some, exactly. of them are, some are not projectiles, but yeah, right. anyway, that might be good. There's to a, there's clarify. a couple melee weapons, but yeah, most of them are projectiles of some kind. And this is like the main thing. I didn't quite realize this when I saw people playing it, but like as soon as you start playing it yourself, uh, the first thing you realize is that you may see these screens or these clips of like all this chaos on screen and all these weapons firing at the same time. But I didn't quite realize that all the weapons are just auto firing. So when you're yeah, playing, right. all you have to do is just walk. All literally the only thing you do in the game is use the control stick uh, or use the arrow keys or whatever to just move your character, your weapons auto fire based on cooldowns. And as soon as I realized that I was like, oh, yes, this is why this game is like kind of Zen and not this crazy stressful action game that it looks like in clips. All the shit's happening uh, automatically. So, yeah, I think it's like. It just lends itself to the accessibility of it. Yeah, so a lot of people are going to definitely get into it. I think when I first watched it, uh, watched the video, I did see all those projectiles. I was like, how, how is this guy like firing all these different weapons? Like, there, is there a different right. button for every <laughs> weapon? Like, is this super high APM game like <laughs> StarCraft 
two players are yeah. going to like struggle or whatever, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's definitely not like that. And it, that just turns it into like, there might be chaos happening on the screen, but this game is a very like meditative and calming experience. I think like mm. I, because of this, I, this is a game like when I am too tired or stressed or like if I'm feeling depressed or something like that and I don't have the mental energy to give to, you know, any of the other games I play, I have the energy to play Vampire Survivors because it's just move the character, listen to some bop and music, collect shiny things like, again, distilled video game. So it's uh, it's real good. And uh, that this is why I say I want to play on Switch because um, you just have more control because if you're playing with a controller, you're not limited to the eight directions that your arrow keys can give you. Uh, you can move in like, you know, every angle that the control stick can point in. So that's why I think it's going to be great on Switch. Uh, I just hate setting up controllers on the computer. I don't like playing games on PC straight up. Uh, so yeah, give me this on fair. Switch. It's going to be good. Yeah, I uh, I tried it with the keyboard controls. Actually, I I didn't realize that keyboard controls were were available in the start. So actually, if you if you have a mouse, uh, oh, you really? can click you can click and drag. But that kind of sucks because you like <laughs> sounds really really stupid. But your your click finger actually starts to get a little tired. Or like if you off like if you click off when things are really heated, then you stop moving. And then there's mm. also the the shitty thing where like. Uh, wherever you click on the on the uh, on the screen, that's where your joystick is. So if you're not if you didn't click like right on your character in the middle of the screen, then oh. if it's like off to the right, then it's like super unintuitive because you like move your cursor to the left of your character, but he's still moving to the right because that's the way the joystick works. Do you know what I mean? It's just like this really weird. Yeah, my head hurts thinking yeah. about that. Uh, so, so that, that kind of sucks, but <laughs> you get used to it. Like I ended up just like getting really used to making sure always clicking on the character in the middle of the screen and it ended up working. But um, okay. the keyboard controls did not work for me at all because it wasn't like a full directional, uh, like 360 movement. It was yeah. up, down, left, right in a combination. So what, eight directions? Yeah. Not, not, yep. not optimal. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the way I played like the most the majority of my time playing was with the keyboard um, just because, you know, one hand free and uh, like just really simple, use the arrow keys. Um, But like, yeah, I definitely would recommend people play with a control stick. Uh, If you're, I, I just have this weird aversion to, you know, getting out my controller, plugging it into the computer. It's, it's a whole thing. It's not a thing, but it feels like a thing. Uh, so I just don't do it most of the time. Oh, you are playing from a laptop, right? Yeah, playing from a laptop. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you like unplug all your peripherals and then if you want to use it, you yeah. like have to plug it back <laughs> in. That's annoying. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so you're walking around. Uh, your weapons are auto-firing based on cooldowns. And as you kill enemies, uh, they drop these things called experience gems, uh, which you collect, and then you level up uh, based on how many gems you need for the next level up. For the first level up, you need five. The second one, maybe you need 10, so on and so on and so on. And every time you level up, you get a choice of three weapons or items. So if you pick something you don't already have, it will fill up one of your slots. 
I think you have 10 slots for weapons and or items. Uh, Makes sense to me. 10 or 12? You have 12. That's right, because you can get six weapons uh, total. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you pick up, uh, if you get a level up and you choose a weapon or item that you already have, it will level up that weapon or item to the next uh, level. So things kind of start out pretty weak. A lot of uh, a lot of things, most of them start out pretty weak. Um, and then once you level <laughs> them up to level uh, eight, which is the max, then they'll be doing some serious damage uh, by themselves. But the key thing is each weapon has one item that it synergizes with. And if you level up that weapon to level eight and you pick up the item that it pairs with, then you will get uh, the upgraded version of that weapon in a uh, treasure chest. So like, for example, there's a magic wand weapon and there's an item that uh, is a tome that reduces your cooldowns. Uh, And if you have the tome and you level up the magic wand to level eight, you will find an upgraded magic wand that is like a fire hose, never stops firing. And it's obviously really great. And this is something you need to be working toward. But it's a lot of fun to kind of experiment and find out what weapons go together um, and which weapons are, you know, good at the beginning but suck at higher levels and which weapons are a little bit worse at low levels but end up like clearing the screen off at high levels. Uh, That was something that was kind of fun to experiment for me. Yeah, you talked about like how some weapons are like most weapons are kind of like not super great or overpowered at the beginning, but you evolve them and they're awesome. I think everybody uh, will get garlic at some point and then just be like, Oh, this is, this is the, (laughs) this is the game changer. This is how you win. Right. But Mm -hmm. you know, without getting into too many spoilers, we can, (laughs) (laughs) let's not talk about garlic. I think garlic is the, (laughs) is the meme. (laughs) <laughs> garlic garlic's really helpful for new players to kind of get further into the game into a round than they might without it and then you'll reach a point sure. where you don't need it i think it's a it's definitely a noob trap but it's very good in the first 10 minutes or so yeah, yeah true there's i think we'll talk about it in a bit but there's meta progression as well and so yeah. like it is good to kind of use that to like get at least 10 minutes or so into a into a round and get some get some gold by your by your upgrades and stuff so Mm -hmm. yeah and so as you're making your way through these rounds uh they are each stage is 30 minutes long if you reach 30 minutes then you beat it and the game forces you out of it i'll talk about that in the spoiler section but like 30 minutes is your goal And when you start, you will maybe make it five to 10 minutes and then you'll start, you'll you'll just progressively make it further and further as you learn the game, as you learn uh, how some of the enemies work, as you get some of that meta progression going on uh, for sure. And the thing that like, I don't know, the thing that just like gives you, gives this like constant dopamine hit is as you go through the levels, you start out with, you know, five or ten enemies on the screen. And by the time you hit five minutes, there are hundreds of enemies on the screen. (laughs) And by the time you hit 20 minutes, the screen is literally filled with enemies. And like Chris said earlier, it's, it's really easy to tell enemies apart 
because some enemies are harder than others. They have more health, et cetera, et cetera. Some of them are like uh, mini bosses that you definitely want to like keep your eye on uh, and manage like how far away from them you are. Part of this game for me is like making sure that making sure that I have a way to like blast through a pack of enemies ahead of me and always keep moving. Uh, Cause if you, until like the very end of the stages, I think if you just stand still, then you'll get swarmed. But if you have a, a way to right. blast through in any direction is say you have a group of like 300 enemies right in front of you. If you can just like power through those and get yourself to a new safe spot, that was always kind of the key for me, I think. Yeah. I think that's a, it's a good, like tip for anybody who would want to try um if you really start to pay attention to how some of the weapons work uh there are some like really really good sort of aoe things that are that are constantly going and and killing enemies in a sort of in a circle around you or whatever but if Mm -hmm. you like dave said trying to move forward in a in a certain way um there are some weapons that will fire like in the direction that either your character is moving or facing or that your mouse is pointing or whatever it is um and especially like once they evolve or whatever, they can really do a lot of damage, like in a straight line in front of you. So you really can just kind of uh, keep moving forward. And I think that's a good tip for anybody is like, it might feel cool to like stand still and just see everything die around you. But if you get like too content with, with that, then <laughs> you're going to have a bad time later. You really do got to kind of keep moving. Yeah. I always found like an, at the very least until I was really comfortable with how some of the weapons fire. Um, it's always good to have a weapon where you can control the direction yeah. it fires. Hundred percent, especially like if you see a boss come up. Yeah, because a lot of the weapons auto target whatever the closest enemy to you is. So mm-hmm. they'll maybe they'll start firing at the one you want, but as soon as that one's dead, it might totally switch to the other side and start firing to the complete opposite side of your character. So it's always helpful, I think, to have an item that like again you can control like i need to move up the screen so let me face up and then this weapon's going to shoot straight ahead of me and i know that it will always fire that way um that's not always the case but um it is really helpful for sure it's also it feels like they're trying to be a little bit innovative too about like how how the weapons do fire some of them are not intuitive i feel (laughs) yeah some of them have very weird patterns uh, that they yeah. fire in. Some of them feel very random. Like uh, there's there's a lightning spell that just hits random spots around the map. And so like at the yeah. beginning, when you need to kill like this specific enemy, it just might not fire at that part of the screen. Right. Um, but again, stuff like that is often very, very good once you get it leveled up and even upgraded. So I do feel like the harder it is to kind of last through the first few minutes of a game with a primary, like the first weapon you start with or mm-hmm. the, fir- the second weapon you pick up, whatever the hardest weapon is to, to use in the beginning is like super awesome later. Yeah. And like part of a really, really good build. That's just mm-hmm. kind of my experience. But whatever is really easy to use in the beginning seems like it kind of falls off in its performance um, later on. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's a general like trend I would agree with for sure. So as you're going through, you're picking up these weapons, you're picking up uh, these items too, like 
some of the when I say items, they're usually things that like they increase your attack, they increase your cooldown, or they decrease your cooldowns. They will uh, increase. Uh, I'm trying to think like your luck, uh, which sometimes when you open a treasure chest, if your luck stat is high, uh, instead of getting one thing in the treasure chest, you'll get three or five. Hmm. You get these treasure chests by killing very strong like mini bosses or like. Sometimes these things that they look like bosses. This game doesn't have like set piece boss fights. It's just like you have a, a, a thousand really small enemies on the screen and then suddenly uh, one really big one comes out and you're like, okay, if I kill that one, I get a treasure chest. And uh, treasure chests also give you coins that you use for your meta progression. And mm-hmm. the best part is you get a really awesome little jingle when you open up the treasure chests. I I love the song that plays when you open a chest up. Yeah, that I feel like that part was kind of ruined for me because I did watch videos of the game before playing it. But Uh, okay, when you get that five chest, like such a good, good feeling. Just because the music is so good. It's a great little song. It's got like flashing lights. It feels like you're in a nightclub for a second. Exactly. It's it's pretty cool. (laughs) This game's all about those dopamine hits and like that. The treasure chest stuff really, really hits. Definitely. You're mentioning earlier about like uh, the the sprites and stuff like that and how some of them are like bigger than others or more colorful than others or whatever. Like just very, very, they stand out quite a bit. I think the design is definitely like they put the like the high priority high priority mobs are like maybe in the foreground when things are all stacked up which is cool um oh, true but i think yeah so you can just see them when, when they're coming out um not as surprising my question for you was like do you have any of the sprites that you like when you saw them you were like what the fuck is that or just like <laughs> hit you because there's a couple for me definitely there's so like i'm having trouble thinking of like specific ones like I remember the first level is the forest and you go through, you're killing bats and then you're killing skeletons and, you know, the Castlevania starter kit. And then like it's, it moves and it's like giant plants and a giant like praying mantis and like Venus fly traps and stuff like that. (laughs) And I was like, oh yeah, the, you know, that was one of the first times I thought like, okay, we're going to get into some weird uh, enemy designs here. There's some, like, in the... trying to think. I think they're in, like, the dairy plant that they move in mobs across the screen, and they're really hard to kill, and I still... Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what they are, because they're always moving. They're, like, monkeys or, like... uh, Yeah, something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, there's a couple that are really hard, like, because they're... Like, the the only time you see them is when they, like, sprint across the screen, and you don't... And like if it's already going crazy and things are happening, you don't really you can't really pay attention to like the details of the sprite when it happens. You're trying to avoid other stuff. But there's some of them just kinda of look like weird mud men or whatever. Like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think the one that I thought was the funniest was like Um, I think the first time you see it is in the library. It's like this weird wizard with a guitar, like a keytar <laughs> or something like that. It's kinda of late in the library. I think you also see him in the like Oh, what is it? The one that's like a vertical, uh, oh, vertical level, the, like the 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 tower. It's the last level, yeah. I think. Yeah, 
Anyway, there's one of them that's like, I mean, it's a cute little sprite. Like it, it's it's got like a wizard hat and like a kitar or whatever, and it kind of <laughs> comes at you. And it's funny because like it, there's a boss of these of one of these like it's a big huge one and it pops up and it was just like oh my god it was this like <laughs> wizard wizard rock star like <laughs> trying to come yeah. and come and kill it's, me later yeah. like in without uh, maybe this is a spoiler but they they even have like i guess it's not really a gun that hurts you but it slows you they shoot oh, it really? out of their little guitar so in that tower in that tower hmm. level if you chase the the kind of the weird objective thing i think it's at the south on that one like okay. if you go all the way to the bottom, they're like guarding it and it, it it's like they shoot it at you and it slows you down and it can really fuck your day up if you're not prepared for it. Oh yeah, I, th- I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Should note, it's it's easy to tell when one of these boss things like pops up because a lot of them will have a like a very, very distinguishable blue outline on their sprite. Mm-hmm. And uh, that tells you like, Hey, be careful of this, but also try and kill this because you'll get a treasure chest uh, basically every time and you'll get a bunch of experience uh, like right. until much later in your round, uh, those little red experience gems that they drop are like gar- a guaranteed level up or multiple. Mm. So yeah, want to prioritize those. I don't think there's also any mobs that have any actual projectiles either that I can think of. Everything is just like a melee mob. Yeah. They just vary in like health, so they get harder to kill. Yeah, I I can't really think of anything that has projectiles except for the ones that you just talked about that they shoot mm. out stuff and if it hits you you um you get slowed down or something like that. But yeah, yeah. it's it's like I think if they did have a bunch of projectiles, this would get out of hand and like not fun very quickly. You're the yeah, one that's like, making like the the bullet hell in this game, and I think that's one of like the taglines or unofficial taglines that says like become the bullet hell and stuff. Yeah, so you're the one that's filling up the screen with stuff. It's weird because like yeah, that that's the tagline. It, it it it's almost more like it's a kind of a combination though, because you are still, I mean, you are still just avoiding stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you are still just avoiding you know bullets, quote unquote. Um, the mobs are coming at you, but uh, and you are creating the bullet hell, but they're not really trying to avoid anything. The mobs never, they're not smart. They just come at you. That's it. Yeah. They're programmed to just come towards you. Yeah, so, at varying speeds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them explode when they hit you. <laughs> they're at least smart enough to like, they don't all just come at you in a straight line. Um, like, they do kind of move around like they're not going to like try to flank you and stuff but like it's not like they spawn in and they zero in on your position and they walk in a straight line and if you move they just keep walking on that same path like they adjust their path and it's easy to get yourself surrounded by stuff and because of that i always just felt like the best idea was to just always keep moving uh throughout the stage and like one thing to learn is that like you may kill a big group of enemies with an attack and leave a bunch of uh, experience gems on the ground. Uh, but those things stay there when you go off screen. So like it's often a good idea to just like leave them and like come back later. You might come back to this point in the map. It's not really a big deal if you just let a bunch of stuff 
sit, you know, because that part of the screen is going to get filled up by enemies in a couple of seconds most of the time. Yeah. This is also interesting, too. This is not, not really a spoiler at all. It's more of just like the way the game works, which is smart and also has has spawned like a bunch of different strategies that people have Im- uh, implemented into their play. But if you kill a bunch of stuff on your screen and you don't really move around much, like you could just be moving like in a tight circle and killing things, and, mm-hmm. you know, but most of the experience is kind of gathering on your screen. If you move a bit to where all that experience you collected is on a is not on your screen anymore and you kill a bunch of other stuff what the game does to like save memory and not like you know over over power or sorry overload your cpu or whatever is that it will Mm -hmm. combine those those experience crystals and that's where red crystals come from i always wondered what's a red crystal where did it come from i don't remember killing anything special is it just luck it's actually not it's 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 when a bunch of stuff died in one area you didn't collect that experience and it went off your screen. When you come back to it, I'm sure you've experienced where, like, you, you know, you're going back and forth, like, in the library or whatever. And mm-hmm. then you hit, like, this one patch and there's a red one in there. And then you level up, like, six times. You're like, what the fuck was that? You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's because everything you killed in that tiny little spot, all that experience uh, consolidated into a red gem. Oh, cool. And so, yeah. that's just to save memory on your computer and not, like, overload your system or whatever and crash the game. Yeah, that's helpful because I should have mentioned this before. I can play this game on my shitty laptop. Mm-hmm. You can probably play this game on whatever PC you have. Like, yeah. I think this is one of those games where if you if you go on Steam and look at the system requirements, it it just says like, "Hey man, you're you're on a computer reading this. You can run this yeah. game." <laughs> like, exactly. it's one of those. So Which is why I feel like it should be on a phone or a Switch or whatever. Like, <laughs> you should mm-hmm. definitely like have a mobile uh port i definitely i don't know about a phone because i don't know if i can get the precision you know like yeah on a touchscreen joystick but switch have you played games thousand percent joysticks i have not in a long time but i have it's i guess they're better than they used to tech is there i think yeah yeah they're probably better than they did you know when i tried eight years ago or whatever so yeah i guess like with vampire survivors is pretty fast paced at some point like around 15 minutes or so things start to really pick up and get really fast paced i remember like playing uh mobile legends it's like the league of legends uh mobile port or whatever right Mm -hmm. um and that like it's it's very smooth it works really really well um so i I think i was just thinking like yeah, I was just thinking like people play Call of Duty on their phones now, like the the technology's there. And so, I mean, Call of I Duty Mobile, that. I think is like something that would make you sad if you realize like how much money they make on Call of Duty Mobile, uh, where like, yeah. you know, my favorite game studios have trouble selling games in the first place. Uh but <laughs> fucking people, I mean, like my students when I was teaching, like they play Call of Duty on their phones, so That's you crazy. Know. I had no idea that there was first-person shooters on your phone. Can't oh yeah! Imagine. So you're probably right. The virtual joystick tech is probably much better than it was, you know, in 2012 when I first got an iPhone or something like that. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like if they they have these these uh, sort of mechanics in the game that people have really. Uh, it, it, this is one of the big things too. I don't know if like the developers uh, intended for this to happen. 
if it was part of their idea, like, oh, let's consolidate all this experience into one red gem that is just like millions of experience. And like, once you hit it, you get a bunch of levels. But people mm-hmm. have these strategies to like do it on purpose. They're like, I'm going to kill a bunch of stuff purposely, like in this little corner. And I'm going to go fuck off and do something else for a while. And then when I want to actually get all these levels, I'll go and pick up that that huge sack of experience that I know is waiting gotcha. for me over there. Um, this is something I didn't quite understand about the game when I was playing, and I was too lazy to research it, but it plays into this, maybe this strategy, which is like, I'm wondering, like, because as you go, the game get the enemies get harder and more enemies come out. And it it seems like they're on a timer, but it also, it must be connected to your level in some way in in my head, or is it only based on, like, what minute mark you're at? Yeah, with uh, the risk of sounding like I know a lot about this game, I don't, like, I thought <laughs> I did, but I watched some videos of people who are just like, well, you know, here's the, here's the lowdown, and they give you yeah. all this information about all the mechanics going on in the game, like, in the background, right? But... Uh, yeah, so mobs and bosses, everything scales with your level. So there are strategies where like, um, there's a specific character who has like a really high, uh, cooldown reduction. It's like 90% cooldown reduction for the, like at level one. And when you level like level two, I think it's like a 50% cooldown reduction. And then at level three, it's just like normal, normal cooldowns. Right. So. Mm there's a strategy with that character to like spend the first like 10, 15 minutes at level one doing your best not to pick up any experience. And, uh, because you can just like annihilate things really, really quickly. And because the, the the mobs scale with like their health scales with your level. Mm -hmm. Um, if you do get hit, it's still, you know, even if it's like a higher level mob, higher level mob, I'm not really sure if that's the right term, but you know, not one of the beginning mobs, then they, they will not, it's not going to kill you in one hit because they do scale. So it's like a weird thing where, like I was saying before, you save this huge sack of experience somewhere. And then when you do want to level for whatever reason, um, mm-hmm. you can go pick that up. And then suddenly you have, you know, however many, I think the video I watched of the guy doing it was like, I think he had, he had saved like 80, 80 levels worth of experience or something <laughs> in this one little spot. So like once he hit it, it was just like a constant, like, here's a level, pick your thing. Here's a level, pick your thing. And it took him like five minutes to get through this, like (laughs) pick your weapon, pick your thing, pick your item, whatever. So it was really, really funny, but there was a whole purpose behind it and everything. So yeah, I don't know. I would be so afraid of losing where I left all that stuff because the, Mm. you have a map in this game, but it's, it is like the least detailed map possible. It tells you like relatively where you are in the level. But yeah, no detail about what's near you or landmarks or anything like that. Um, they when you open up the map at the beginning of a stage, unlike especially on your first time, there'll be a couple of question marks that are like special items to go search out and stuff like that. Or um, there will be some like specific power ups spawned on the map. And so you can like work your way toward those to try to get them. But other than that, there are no landmarks. There's nothing that's going to help you know, like, oh, I know exactly where I am. Like these, the levels are not endless, but they, for all intents and purposes, they are endless. Like you will spend an entire game walking from side, one side to the other in some of these levels. Have so, you reached the end of a level? 
Yeah, like, like have you uh, gone I, to the edge of the world? Is the I know is the Earth flat? Like, <laughs> yeah, I have been to the edge of the flat Earth in this game. Oh man, I um, haven't. Like the like the the library has an end on one oh, side. Oh, is there a wall at the end or something? Etc. Yeah, but like oh, okay. the other levels, like the forest and the dairy plants, they're so big that mm. you, for all intents and purposes, they are endless. But yeah, I like. I would be so worried about losing where my place is because the map doesn't mark, you know, where your experience gems are, etc. The the map doesn't even show any like terrain or detail or anything. No, it nothing. just shows like if there's an item in that direction, they'll show it's to the east of you, I guess. Yeah, and you'll so be like traveling just... for like ten minutes, and then it's like yeah. still really <laughs> far away. You're like Jesus, how big is this map? It's literally like you know. There's a special upgrade at the top of the screen, like to the far north. So I'm literally, mm. I'm just going to walk up for this entire game. Yeah. And I'll get to it at like the 15 or 20 minute mark. So. It's huge. I think, you know, I've never, I've never tried one of those runs where you, to be really strategic about anything, as far as I've gone strategy wise, it's to like think before I start a match, like, okay, what's the, what's the level like? Is it really big and open is it like condensed like the library or like the tower or whatever Mm -hmm. um what what can i use what kind of weapons should i aim for what should i try to try to get on the way Mm -hmm. what kind of build or like what what synergizes well together that's about as far as i've gone with it but yeah same um, but you brought up with the the person kind of banking all that experience uh you and i are very surface level like it may sound like we're going mm-hmm. into a lot of detail on this game because it looks <laughs> very simple but there's there are so many stats going on under the hood that you never see as a player like if you go on the vampire survivors wiki you will be amazed at the level of detail that people have found out and uh, written down there's so many stats that you never see about each weapon etc mm. etc et each enemy you just kind of like you pick up your weapon you see like a damage number for your weapon and you don't even really see your cooldown as a stat you see the reductions you get for your cooldowns mm. and then you see like you know plus whatever damage whenever you pick up a new item stuff right. like that and then when you hit an enemy they all have um I think they have health. No, they don't have health bars, do they? There's no health bars, but no. you do see how much damp you can, which is toggle. You can toggle it on and off, but you can see how much damage you're dealing. Yeah, and you can get an idea if you're really that interested about how much health an enemy has. If it takes you two hits of twenty yeah. to kill them, then they have between twenty and forty health, right? You start to get an idea of like this enemy takes yeah. two hits now. Right. And then I upgrade my weapon. Now it takes one hit. Now I don't really have to worry about this enemy anymore. It'll never get close to me. And same thing with like, you don't need to see your cooldowns for your weapons or anything because you just get to this rhythm. Like, yeah, you feel it as you're playing and like the cooldowns reduce a little bit and then everything just gets faster paced. But you definitely like feel this rhythm of like, yeah. oh, my axes go out this time. And while that happens, I I shoot two things of the holy water, or whatever. Like, it's kind of this rhythm that you can kind of get into which yeah. is really fun and so as you are kind of progressing through the levels as we said more and more enemies appear your cooldowns get smaller your weapons get more destructive and sooner or later it is just chaos on the screen 
um, and your character is at the center of it, by like the 25 minute mark, you can barely even see your character at all because uh, there's just so much happening. Yeah. Especially if you don't have one of the items that, you know, protects an area around you. There are a couple items mm-hmm. that do that. Um, if you have those, you can kind of see your character. If you don't, it is literally just move and hope that you're killing everything in one hit. And if you've been on top of your upgrades and upgrading wisely, you probably will. And this, like, the first time this got to this point in this game, I just laughed, like, out loud. It's it's yeah. funny, and it's cute, and it's it's so much fun to just see. Like you said, you see the damage numbers on the screen. You see all the effects from all of your weapons. You see these hundreds of enemies on the screen. It's just madness, and it's... But it's all, like... I know I said you can't see your character, but I never felt like I don't know what's happening on the screen. I just can't see my sprite. I know where right. I am because the camera is always centered on your character, but yeah, it's crazy and it's it's awesome. Once you get to that point, it's like, okay, here we go. With all the damage numbers going out and everything, if you have that toggled on, like I see a lot of people play without the damage numbers. They said it's better for your performance on your PC, like if you start to slow down or whatever. I can see um, that, yeah. <laughs> you can turn those off, but just a little tip for anybody who hasn't played it yet, but um yeah, when when all that's going on, there's definitely like that. At least I would say for like the first like maybe three or four times you get to that, like the end, the end game, the late game, which I guess I would I would classify as like twenty five minutes between twenty five and thirty thirty minutes, because mm-hmm. like Dave said before, at thirty minutes, uh, the game kind of forces you to be done in in most yeah. cases. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but. Uh, it, like 25 minutes things start to really like like they're like uh, let me back up here Dave was mentioning earlier too that like there's a sort of um a timer to when enemies come out and that's totally true uh and a lot of people know this stuff like the back of their hand it's crazy like when you watch videos they'll be like okay well here comes 11 minutes that means this boss <laughs> is coming so like they just know already like they know their whole run down to the like second they know what they're going to pick up and when and what boss is coming when and blah, 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 blah. But like at 25 minutes, like shit starts to pick up. And then I think at 29 minutes, like the last, the last minute itself is like, it's like your, you know, heart's racing a little bit like shit. Is this, is this the run? Is this going to be where I make Mm -hmm. it to the 30 minutes? Like the first few times you do that is like really, really rewarding to, even if you don't make it like, I often feel like when you have games like this that are, you know, one round can be kind of long. I'll, I'll I'll say like for League of Legends, and that's like an online game, right? But they can be long between 30, 30 and minutes to an hour. But if you are like, everything's going well, and then like you get to the end of it, it's like been an hour and you've played and then like shit goes, you know, shit hits the fan and then you lose. It feels really like you feel very defeated. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel that with Vampire Survivors. I feel like even getting to that like 25 to 26, 27, whatever, even if you don't make it to the 30 minute mark, it still feels like, oh, that sucks. But that was still really fun. Like, yeah, maybe you tried a new combination of weapons or you saw a different, you know, part of the map or whatever. Like there's just there's there's something about it that doesn't feel terrible when you don't make it to the end, if that makes sense. Yeah, I had several runs where i died at like 29 minutes and 50 seconds because right. 
it it really just like the game throws everything at you in that last 30 seconds and if your build is not like if your build can't hold up to it you'll die in like a second like your your character never has a ton of health so it's it's always more on you to like avoid getting hit more than like you know building up defense and stuff like that like i always felt like that was a much the the best way to ensure that i win is to make sure that nothing can get close to me more than more so than like making sure i can take a hit because if you at the end of the game there are so many enemies that if you let one in there's going to be 50 on you in a second so like yeah. that was always the easiest way to ensure that I win is to make sure I had some of those items that don't let things get close to you. Um, and it's right. mostly for that last 30 seconds. Exactly. I, I kind yeah. of feel the same way. I feel like that's why it's like, I don't I feel so bad about like spoilers and stuff, but like <laughs> there's just, there are like weapons that I will not, I will not not get if I'm just trying to get to the right. We'll, we'll level. hit those in the spoiler section for yeah. sure. And I think it's because of that. So, yeah. Um, I think uh, just like I say, each each round, um, especially if you're playing like a new character on a new level, feels very fresh. Maybe maybe it feels really fresh up until maybe the twenty minute mark of a, of a thing. But uh, each character has their like Dave was mentioning uh, the they have their their starting weapon and they have a trait. So. Mm -hmm you can like the first at least definitely for like the first 10 minutes or so you really do feel some challenges if you have a character that that uh their their starting weapon and trait are not super good early on but they have some sort of mechanic that builds their trait on that's that's much better later or something yeah. like that there are some characters that are like jesus how do you even how do you beat this level with this character feels impossible mm -hmm. yeah there some of the characters i think are really really like objectively good some of them are just their starting weapon is kind of mid and their perk doesn't seem very good like i'm sure you can beat each level with each character it's just like some of them are really hard to get to like a high enough level where you can start building out a full kit of stuff um whereas some of them start out with really good weapons or really good traits that make like those first, you know, 10 minutes a lot easier. Yeah. So, but it does keep it feeling really fresh. So that's cool. You always feel like you, you kind of learn something about your, your run. You learn something about the weapons you picked or the items, the power ups that you got. Um, you learn a little bit about the level. Like you start to get an idea of like, I know these enemies are big pain in the ass. So I have to be ready for those at the point where those start coming out. And if you play yeah. the level enough to start to recognize that, you'll start to get into that. And then when you do die, or if you do win, this game has so many different... Because each character feels so different from each other, especially in the first like five levels or so. It's always like, man, I had a real rough run with this character. Let me go back and upgrade and stuff like that, and then I'll try out this next character. And yeah. So that's the next uh, the next point to get to is to talk about this game as a roguelike.
So, Chris, do you play a lot of roguelikes? No. Honestly, I don't like the genre very much. It's Neither do I. The game you showed me before, what was it called? <laughs> uh, it was like a third-person shooter. I played it at your place Ooh. the other day. A few weeks third ago when person. I went to your house. Third-person really like shooter. It. Returnal, I think is what it's called? Oh, Returnal. Yeah, yeah. Is that not third-person? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It okay, just okay. took me a while to, to remember it. <laughs> Yeah, Returnal, that looks really fun. I think about it, and I think you posted about it on your Instagram recently, and I was like, I still need to like download that and give it a shot. Because that one, that one looks really fun. So like I've said before, and I've covered a couple of rogue light games on the show, like Returnal, I did an episode about that. Um, Hades, I did an episode about that. What's the difference between roguelike and roguelite? Uh, I don't even ro- know. Rogue Light has like like meta progression I think is a big thing in Rogue Lights uh where like you can basic you can play Hades and you can play Returnal and your character will get stronger and therefore the game will get easier as you keep playing and unlocking stuff um or allow you whereas, to progress further yeah whereas like a I think like a Rogue Like is one of the ones where it's like you die you do not make your avatar stronger it's just about the weapons you unlock that you might find in the world next time like I see yeah so i guess uh i guess vampire survivors would be like a rogue light i don't know because you do upgrade your avatar in this game you can when you die you go back to the main menu you go to this unlock screen and you can spend your coins to upgrade damage health uh armor you can upgrade cooldowns there's like a huge list of stuff you can upgrade, like spend money to make more money in further runs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. So I guess this one would put it in a rogue light. I don't know. Someone listening, tell me, tell me what I'm, I'm not going to go look it up. So tell me. <laughs> I, I honestly, um, for the longest time, I always like, I thought that there was just one genre and yeah. different people called it different things because they just misheard it. So whenever I would say it, I would just like, <laughs> kind of fudge the la- like the second syllable to be like oh yeah it's a roguelite like <laughs> so you don't it's really know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i don't fucking know the difference right <laughs> so <laughs> it's not my genre but i don't like i don't like roguelikes that much um and so the point i was getting to is that like hades and returnal are games that i love because they have stories and the story pulls me through like mm-hmm. i want to go through the next run to get more story and that's like the big reason why i can get through hades i can get through returnal but like uh enter the gungeon i can't do it there's not there's not enough that's going to help me like push through how difficult that game is same with like the binding of isaac people say is a really good like roguelike yes binding of isaac was one that i tried and just couldn't get into it but yeah that's that's another one where it's like the a lot of people like the interlocking systems and synergies between items and stuff like that. And it, it seems like Isaac is one of those games that people just like love that game for. But I, that is not something I like in games. I yeah. need, I need the game to get a little bit easier as I go and preferably to have a story. Now, Vampire Survivors doesn't really have a story unless it's a, you know, like I said, <laughs> it's all hidden and I'm just not reading between the lines, man. Like I don't might be I like don't that. See lines even if there's yeah. between the lines, I haven't found the lines yet. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. each, each level has a short little like description, but they're all jokey, you know? 
Yeah. So, but like you, like, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the genre, but I love this game. And it's mostly because the upgrades that you do, like, between runs are very intuitive. You know, I can look at this, that screen and say, like, I would like, you know, minus 5% cooldowns. That sounds helpful. So I'll pay some money for that. And then, like, we said the items synergize with each other. This was introduced in a patch at some point, but like anyone listening to this, it's going to be in your version of the game. The game gives you a list of item synergies, especially if you've found them already. If you've found it, if you found them naturally, the next time you have a run and you pick up, like, say you pick up that magic wand, the next time you see the tome, it will say it synergizes with the wand. So you right. don't have to like tells remember. You it, yeah. That's really helpful. It, it's it kind of goes back to the whole thing of like when you play a game, you kind of want to have those surprising things. Like a lot of times with the story, the story can be surprising. But with with this game, when you when you find that combination of uh, of items and your thing evolves or whatever they call it, the upgraded thing is I guess it's called an evolution of your weapon. When that mm-hmm. happens, it's it's very exciting when you don't know that that's going to happen. Right. Um, you're like, how did this trigger? I have no clue what I did to make this happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you try it next time and you're like, I, why didn't it happen this time? You have no idea. Um, yeah. You wouldn't have an idea, but luckily the thing tells you like, hey, yeah, if you pick this up, uh, these two together, then we'll get the evolution. I, I'm not like, I'm not about to play this game super hardcore. Um, I love it, but I'm not, I'm not that five head YouTuber guy who tells you <laughs> that the, <No. laughs> the experience coalesces, right? Um, but those guys and everyone, like like you've said already, is that like the wiki has everything written down. It has everything you need to know. So if you're not trying to find all those different, uh, the evolutions or whatever, the combination of weapons and items, there's a whole list of them online already that you can definitely find and, and uh, you can have a good grasp on that already. So might give you a little yeah. bit of an edge. Yeah, it's there's a level of depth that is there, but you definitely don't need to go into it. And um I think that's maybe that's one reason why like this is a roguelike that I got into a lot more than a lot of the others cuz I don't have to like I don't have to struggle forever to make any kind of progress in this. Like again, enter the gungeon is insanely difficult. It's even at the very beginning of the game, I think. Uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer is another uh, roguelike that I really enjoy, but it's really hard. Vampire Survivors is not... It's not that hard. It's like incredibly easy to grasp how to play because you'll never get introduced to a new mechanic. It's just, you know, varying complexity of the weapons you have and 7,000 enemies on the screen. That's a lot easier to understand than uh, the way that a lot of other games um, would make it difficult or present a challenge. This one's like very easy to just slip into. And I don't know, like it, it just turns out to be one of those ones that like maybe it doesn't have the strategic depth that uh, the Binding of Isaac has because that game has like a million items and they all synergize with a million others. But like, for me, I don't need that. This, the roguelike 
stuff that it gives you here is really just it's enough for me and it's enough to keep me going back for one more uh for one more round which is kind of the test i put on you know any game like this that i play is like when i die do i want to start up another round and i always wanted to start up another round of this right you have to talk yourself out of it rather than talk yourself into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's yeah. games where you have to talk yourself into it. Like, ah, if I, I, I should do it one more time. I should just see what I can do. And then you talk yourself into, it. I can stay up for another 30 minutes. It's fine. But this one's like, yeah, I need to get some sleep. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is a problem. Like you have to talk yourself out of quitting this game. Once you start, you there just were several stop. times, <laughs> several times where I was like, I'm kind of bored let me uh let me just pop in the discord server the tales from the backlog discord server little plug um let me pop in there let me stream vampire survivors if anyone wants to come hang out they can and i'll you know i'll stream for a couple runs you know 45 minutes or something like that and then like three and a half hours later i'm still streaming people have come people have gone etc etc it's just it's a really hard game to stop playing which is yeah why will i really want that switch version but it would really affect my sleep schedule i think if i did have a, a switch version probably worth it though true <laughs> oh that's probably why it shouldn't be on a phone because that's even easier to like oh yeah distract yourself at night than a switch would be <laughs> yeah oh, for sure so this game looks really good i'll just say that right out front pixel art never goes out of style looks really good Music sounds really good. It's interesting. It looks like someone like I don't want to be reductive, but it looks like someone downloaded a like a rip of all the Castlevania sprites from like a Game Boy Advance Castlevania game and they were just <laughs> they were they just like went in the files of the game and was just like, "Yep, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that." <laughs> and that's what the this is what like the enemies and character designs look like in the game. Yeah. The levels themselves Maybe like the library level looks like a, you know, Castlevania stuff. They even have the, um, they even have like the lanterns and stuff that you can break to get items like in a Castlevania mm-hmm. game, uh, in this game. I'm sure there was a lot of inspiration in the design yeah. on that one too, you know? hundred percent. Looks really cool. Uh, enemies are cool. Lots of skeletons, bats, ghosts, you know, minotaurs, all kinds of stuff. And then like, there's a sense of humor with the enemies too i think some of the enemies like look funny or they have funny names there's an there's an enemy in the dairy plant that is like a white ghost and they're called milk elementals mm-hmm. which is funny to me um yeah <laughs> it's a so, new it's yeah. a new element it's on the periodic t- table <laughs> right well earth wind fire you know water air that's also wind uh and milk those are the elements yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah um i love the way the game looks and the music uh, i think i mentioned before the music just super catchy very upbeat all the time like sounds kind of castlevania ish but definitely more like party vibe to it i think yeah it's it's really upbeat i think every level has a very upbeat thing and Kind of like I was saying earlier, you, you like your weapon cooldowns kind of you get into a rhythm of it. And I don't think really that there's no there's no matching of the rhythm of your like your weapon cooldowns and the music itself. But it's definitely like a it's a it's a head bopping game. Like the whole time you just kind of like have this like timing 
going, whether it's with the music or with like your weapon cooldowns or whatever it is. It's a very, yeah. the sound, the sound design is, is just awesome. The one thing I kind of wish is, and I wonder if there's a, an option in the menu to do this. Some of the weapons sounds are like really loud and kind of grating, I think. And when they're firing every two seconds, it can mm. overpower the music. And I wish, I wish, I don't know, maybe you can turn those sound effects down. You probably can. Most games let you do that. Um, I'm not sure. And just yeah, kind of let the music, uh, let the music live for the whole run and not just the first 15 minutes of it. When I was playing the game more often, I did have these songs stuck in my head and I would like go yeah. around with these songs, like just bopping in my head all day long. <laughs> They're real good. And people listening, you've, you've heard, you've heard lots of it by this point. Yeah. For me, it was the, the sound of, of the evolved Bible. Uh, once you get that, <laughs> yeah, just for like the next twenty minutes, you just have that sound going the whole time. Maybe yeah. it doesn't sound super pleasant, but yeah, or the the sound of the collecting a ton of experience while you're walking from one side of the map to the other. Oh, that's just, I mean, that's open up my veins. <laughs> just give me that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just <laughs> just pure pure dopamine flooding into you. Yeah. Such a such a satisfying sound. <laughs> yeah. Really uh just very pleasant, especially the soundtrack. Um really good. And then yeah, those those dopamine hits when you're picking up the crystals, opening treasure chest. I talked about the the jingle before. That shit rules. It's it's real good. It, it's a game that just makes you feel good even if you are dying or having a hard time with some of the levels cuz some of the levels took me a while to like get over the hump uh, to get through, but all yeah. the while I was having a good time. I did read someone commenting about RNG being a factor, but I really don't see it as that big of a deal because you can restart a game super quick. Um, mm -hmm. Like people are talking, oh, the first weapon I got was shit and then the rest of the run was bad. It's like, well, then just maybe when you got that first choice and the weapon you wanted to build with wasn't there, it takes two seconds to restart the game and just do it again. Yeah. Another cool thing is your meta progression is not permanent. You can refund your all your coins That's or whatever true. at no cost. I know that some of the games like this, these roguelikes or roguelites, whatever they're called, uh, if you refund your, your meta progression points or whatever, you lose a certain amount of them, a percentage of them or whatever, or they're completely permanent. And if you want to refund to start over, then you have to start your character over completely or whatever. Mm -hmm. This game has zero penalty like that. I have not found yeah. a single, like, I think the the word these days people are using is it's frictionless. There's yeah. no, there's nothing holding you back from just doing what you want to do, um, which is really cool. It is cool. It's a, a really nice touch. I think they even tell you there may be even a message in the game itself that says like, hey, mess around with refunding stuff like experiment. It's free. Just we want you yeah. to have fun with this game. So, yeah. Yeah. And then um, there are a bunch of unlocks, as I mentioned before, like uh, ways to unlock new characters, ways to unlock new weapons as you go through. There are tons of achievements, and most of them will unlock something in the game for you too, um, like Steam achievements. So it it's really cool to get a reward and then also have like 
maybe you have like that goal of always getting to 30 minutes, but you can also set your own little goals of like, I want to try to get to 15 minutes with this character because then it will unlock this new item and then you can keep going down. You always have something that you, you could be like progressing to unlock. It's also just really fun to just pop it on and, you know, see if you can finish a run. Yeah, that's, I feel like that once you kind of get to the end, like, I feel like that's always going to be everyone's like first goal is like, I want to see what the end of the game looks like. And Mm -hmm. once you finally do make it to 30 minutes and you have that, you know, that super awesome rush of, of that last few minutes of just getting bombarded and pulling through, um, and then the game ends. And after you do that a couple of times, you might feel like, all right, well, I know that I feel like I know the formula. I know what weapons to choose or what to synergize or whatever. But the great thing is that like you can set different goals for yourself or there are definitely different achievements that say, hey, you need to do this character and get to this point of the game or you need to go this far in the map and collect this thing or whatever it is. Um, there's also, I mean, like it seems like the community themselves, they're they're making challenge modes. They're not official at all. There's nothing you get for doing them. Mm-hmm. But the community has said like, hey, you have to, uh, I don't, maybe save this for the spoiler part, but there are, <laughs> are things that people say you, you know, do this in the game and that's, that's the challenge. You don't, right. maybe there's no in-game reward for it, you know, there's no achievement on Steam for it, but people have come up with challenges themselves, which is really cool. Yeah. And so like, I don't know, this, this can kind of lead us into some final thoughts before we get into spoiler time like this is a game that feels like it's just it's only going to keep growing and like in the opening thoughts i talked about how fun it is and i i think that it's only going to get more fun as the community and the developer work together it's interesting that Mm. i read a quote from the developer who said the main reason they made this game was they wanted to have a community to engage with which seems like an odd, to me, it seems like an odd reason to make a game, but if they definitely succeeded, so who am I to say that they say that that's weird? Like, there's definitely a dedicated community for this. They're going to work together. They're going to make it better, more varied, more weapons, more characters, more stages. And I'm really excited to see where this game goes. uh, Because again, it's a ton of fun. If you can't tell by now, it's a extremely easy recommendation for me for anyone who has a computer that was made in the last you know 10 years easy recommendation three dollars yeah three (laughs) dollars too like it's maybe the easiest recommendation i could make uh, on this show yeah i think it's that's i didn't hear that quote about them saying it's like something they wanted to create a community with but it's that's very refreshing because the games that i play uh i I'm more into like MMOs, RPGs, things like that. So uh, these days it feels like a lot of these online games and stuff, they're just, I mean, their business models to make money have really started to uh, have really negative effects on, on how the community interacts or how people get things in game or whatever it is. I I guess what I'm saying is money's getting in the way of, of the quality of games. Um, and it's it's a lot of it seems to be because developers and are not listening to or they're choosing to uh, go against what the community, what their players, what their consumers want, 
for the mm-hmm. sake of making more money or you know pleasing shareholders whatever the whatever the thing is um so it's very refreshing to see to hear that from you especially uh that their whole idea was like well let's just make a game that people want to play and like let's just yeah. ask people what do you want you know what i mean like we'll mm-hmm. just do it we'll do the work if you just tell us what you want us to do and then you guys can play it and have fun and yeah. they just make money by people just buying the game and that's fantastic yeah and like you have to think that this game surpassed the expectations that they had because there was a while where this game was like real high on the steam charts um for a you know three dollar game that like looks you know looks kind of cheap if you just take Mm -hmm. a quick glance at it and judge it but like it's it's just so much fun and that's uh that's going to be the main takeaway the main thing i want people to know uh, if you're listening to this and haven't played it this game is just so much fun to play and it became i think i said before like a meditative type of game you can kind of just like zone out bop along with the music all you can it's one of those things where like there's so much happening on the screen that you don't have brain space to think about a whole bunch of stuff when you're playing it's kind of just like moving where the openings are pick up your experience gems pick up your treasure chests and stuff like that and your brain doesn't really have space to worry about other stuff it's just like real zone out into the game it's uh it's a really good experience highly recommended definitely uh one thing i actually meant to mention earlier too i feel, yeah. I feel like this game is uh, uh because it's so like controls are so simple you're literally like if you use a joystick that's all you're doing is just moving this character uh to and fro and mm-hmm. like especially when you first pick it up and there's a lot of new things coming at you, new weapons, new items and all those things. You don't really know what everything does or you don't know how they synergize well, what secrets a level has or whatever. Um, I found that even just, I like to watch videos of certain things, maybe while I'm playing other games or doing other work, whatever it is, I like to have something on on the second monitor. Um, And this game is fantastic to watch. It is a very, very fun thing to, to see someone else play and i don't really watch other people play games much i think starcraft is the only other game that i would like watch people play (laughs) because i'm not good at that game but i really wish i was but um Uh (laughs) but vampire survivors is like because because it i I don't want to say it feels like you're playing the game but the experience is almost the same yeah you're you're not very far removed from the person playing it they're 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 only one input away from you they have the control exactly. stick and you don't. That's it. The only thing that, I mean, what they have is like the knowledge, the, the, often these, these YouTubers who make content for this game, they have the knowledge of all the, the back end stuff and the synergies and the blah, 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 and all that. And mm-hmm. you don't have that. You don't have the time to put in for that. All you don't have by watching someone else play this game is just like moving the joystick around and not having that yeah. really isn't that bad when you can just see them do really cool shit or, see different parts of the game that you definitely would never see otherwise if that makes yeah. sense yeah i i um, definitely like i found this to be a really fun game to stream uh, because it's mm. pretty easy to like play and talk at the same time yeah and then i found you know when i was streaming a good number of people would come in and want to watch and talk about like the upgrades that i was you know choosing between and 
the point in the stage where I was at and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's just a, you know, there's something to be said for a really very simple game, like on its surface that is just so enjoyable in so many different ways. And, you know, if you really do want to dig into the stats and stuff like that, it's all there. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it can be as deep as you want to be, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you can just 100%. move the character on the screen for, for, for five, 10 minutes and have fun, or you can be a real fucking five head nerd and <laughs> dive in and just <laughs> do these challenge modes and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, Let's uh, do a little housekeeping before we go into the spoiler section. Uh, Chris, you have anything you want to uh, tell people that you're doing? No, I don't. I mean... <laughs> okay. Well, then I will say, because uh, I know there are listeners in the uh, Seoul, South Korea area, uh, that Chris has a very good uh, cafe and coffee uh, roastery um, called Groove Coffee Roasters. And if you're in the Seoul area, which I know some of you are, uh, go check it out. Very good coffee. Uh, who doesn't love coffee? So hell yeah. Oh, we just yeah. upgraded all of our roasters to strongholds, uh, hot air roasters. So all of our coffees are super clean, really developed, and mm-hmm. sweet, acidic, tasty goodness. Cookies, pinangshies, blah blah blah. Yeah, I run a it's, cafe. A, it's good stuff. <laughs> Highly recommended for everybody who's in the Seoul uh, area. For me, um, for Tales from the Backlog, again, the best thing, as I say every episode, the best thing to do is hit subscribe if you haven't already. Um, If you've enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a rating and review if your platform allows it, such as Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, and uh, Spotify. You can do star ratings on Spotify too. Uh, Spread the word, tell a friend. That would be, that's actually the biggest help you can do is just tell a friend. Um... Tales from the Backlog has a Discord server that is up and running, been going for a while now. We have lots of cool people talking in the Discord server about video games and all kinds of other fun stuff. Uh, That will be a good place to share your level clear screenshots for Vampire Survivors, of which I have uh, several. And I I love looking at those to see uh, how you got through the levels and stuff like that. Uh, Also consider listening to a Top 3 podcast, which is my other podcast where each episode is a top three list. Uh, Chris was on an episode uh, doing top three stand-up comedians, which was a really, really fun episode. That would be a great place to start. So Chris and I are going to take a break, and when we come back, it is spoiler time for Vampire Survivors. Now we can actually like talk about the game, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no vampires in this game. Not, Not a single one. Va- I haven't seen one. No. No. <laughs> no vampires. So this game is a complete lie. Um, this is going to replace the portal uh, cake meme as the uh, the lie in the gaming sphere. Vampires, the vampires a lie, were yeah. a lie. Yeah. You know, so, you're, you're talking about earlier, like the uh, it's like the game is it's early access. But yeah. to be honest with you, I can't, I feel like I can't even imagine playing this game. Like, I can't imagine starting, I, I shouldn't say that. It Starting this game when it's finished, uh, what is it even going to be like? Do you know what I mean? 
Like it, it feels like it's it already felt like a complete game. Yeah, since I've started like, playing it. So so it's it's I don't know, maybe it will be like so it has like five levels and some bonus levels right now and then maybe when it's done it'll have, you know, 10 a levels. Vampire? Do you a think vampire. when it's done it'll have a vampire? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. That's the uh that's that's the uh the uh the lure they keep uh, on the fishing line is just pulling us further and further like when are we going to get that vampire? <laughs> I feel like I mean I heard, you know, 30 minutes is the the thing and the reaper comes out and kills you. Right. But why not just a vampire? I don't Maybe get on that. the 30 minutes of the last level they're Literally, they're just going to take the Dracula sprite from Symphony of the Night, and that's going to come out, and you have <laughs> yeah. to fight Dracula. Just import, import JPEG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we were kind of dancing around that Reaper coming out and killing you at 30 minutes, but... Yeah. So, like, that's just a way to make you stop playing, to make it so that there's no way for you to make a build that is so good that... Because, like, you can't hurt those Reapers, right? Oh, you can't. You don't do... I thought you could you just kill push them. them away. You can kill them? No. Yeah, okay. well, let me... You can kill one, and I think, like, mm-hmm. one one or two people have killed two. Okay. Um, but if you, so, if you survive, more and more will come. Yeah, so I think they come every minute or two minutes, a new one will spawn. Um... And then, then obviously you have your, you know, some weapons have pushback, um, do certain damage in a direction or whatever. And I think what the, the, the first sort of meta strategy for killing a Reaper, uh, was, was to use the clock lancet, which is not a weapon I've ever even picked up. I don't oh think. no, never. I hate that. But it, it freezes things, um, mm-hmm. and sort of a straight, like it shoots a straight line and whatever it hits on the screen it will freeze it and so there are builds that um yeah use a clock lancet to, to to freeze reapers in place and do damage to them you know uh, little mm-hmm. by little um and i think yeah kill, the thing about it is that like the first reaper comes out with a certain amount of health but the next reaper i think has like 60 per- or sorry 60 times the amount of health the first reaper does <laughs> so you can and, and by that time there are no other mobs coming out. You're not getting any more right. experience. You're not powering up anything else. So you can just do the math simply like, oh, it took me it took me two minutes to kill the first Reaper. That means it's going to take me two hours to kill <laughs> a second Reaper at the damage that I'm doing, right? So someone, but, but someone actually did that. Uh, I think, I mean, the, definitely people have killed the first Reaper. That's like, that's like a common thing now. People have okay. no problem with that. Um, I haven't. Um, gone that far to do it but no nah, me either there's like challenge we were talking about earlier like the community made challenge modes that people are doing like oh yeah kill a reaper that's you know there's a there's a set build that's very easy to obtain to do that but people are saying okay kill the reaper without a clock lancet which is like a whole new like thing yeah that seems and... right that seems super hard because the reapers are way faster than you so yeah yeah it just like charge at you and do a million damage. So yeah. Ah. Anyway, uh, reapers, they come out and kill you. And I wanted to like, yeah, it's it's good. I was gonna ask you like if you knew what the kind of meta for killing one is because I know you can. Um, 
So just like, you know, what are your favorite, uh, what are your favorite weapons or like kind of evolutions and stuff like that? Uh, I think a staple, there are probably two staples for me at this point. I, I really like the, the evolved form of the Bible, not only because does it take a holy Bible and turn it like evil black and red, which I like that a lot. That sits with me well. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, and then the other one would be, uh, the, I think now it would be like magic wand evolved because it has mm -hmm. that directional thing. If you want to, if you want to move in a certain direction or sorry, uh, that's my bad. Uh, magic wand is great because it hits it the closest thing to you. The other one is the, the evolved knife. Right. Because that one, that one goes in the direction that you want it to go. Whatever direction your character is facing, you can kill stuff in that direction. And I feel like that synergy of having something that's constantly doing damage in a circle around you, and then also having a directional sort of target DPS, like single target DPS type thing, or a single area DPS is a yeah. really really good thing so mm -hmm. hard hard for me to play a game without those two yeah the bible is definitely like a whenever i see it automatically pick up the bible mm. for sure um and i didn't for a long time because i thought garlic was better because in the first in the early game it is better but garlic's garbage man it's so bad i think i <laughs> i think i beat I don't know if I beat or got to like 29 minutes and 50 seconds with the upgraded garlic one time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it is, it's definitely not as good. And, um, the, the Bible is definitely like one of the staples now because you just get to a point later with the upgraded Bible where nothing can get through that. Yeah. It's interesting too, because there's, there's, there's a couple upgrades in, I think, the meta progression upgrades that that increase your uh area if you have mm -hmm. those plus the upgraded stuff in the game then you, the area of the bible is quite large right like it's pretty big yeah. on your screen but if you have only the ones in game then it's a bit smaller and that means that they're spinning how can i say it? the 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 times there's a word for this the, they spin at the same speed, right? But if they're if they're further away, then they hit enemies at a slower rate because the circumference of the of the Bible itself is larger, oh, right? Yeah, but okay. if they're smaller, yeah. they're spinning at the same speed, but but they're hitting shit much faster, which mm -hmm. is just like this weird, interesting physics thing of the game. Oh, right, um, true. So I've kind of avoided taking the area effect thing as a meta progression thing because it's required for other power ups. Um, oh. That you might yeah. want to combine with Bible. That's interesting. Because I found that I always, it, yeah, it just gets really big. I always pick that thing for other weapons, of course, because like one thing, I don't know if it was you that told me this or someone else, but like for weapons that have a big like area of effect, like the lightning, mm -hmm. that's obvious what that does, increasing the area of effect. But I didn't notice that like it makes your axes bigger if you have yeah. the area of effect uh and i didn't notice that um so that was cool so i always tended to take that um because it, it's not a bad trait i'm just saying like if you if you want to like get into how how the bible can work it's it's very like the circumference that you create is like gonna affect how many times a book swings around and hits enemies right very interesting right yeah interesting thing, so I the guess. bible's bible's good um i always take the lightning 
every time. Oh yeah, every time. Yeah, it's a yeah. The, I mean, it, like, every time I see it, it for sucks sure. Until you evolve it, I feel that way. I fucking hate that thing until it's evolved. It's it's really unpredictable. So it's yeah, garbage. like <laughs> yeah. But the the good thing is like I love the duplicator, the weapon that it synergizes with, mm. or the item it yeah. synergizes with. So it's like an easy thing. Like I want the duplicator. Right. I might as well take the lightning ring because then I will get extra lightning bolts. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see like like we said it's it's a it's a in development it's an early access thing what kind of other weapons they will decide to combine with the, with the items. So like right now I think mm-hmm. duplicator only combines with the lightning ring or whatever. Yeah, it's like but one to I one Im- right now. Yeah. Pretty much, but I can imagine by the time it's like a full complete game, you'll be able to combine different ones together. To different things different are going to be able to combine evolutions. with duplicator or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which will make sense. I feel that that'll give it a more more depth of like strategizing what you pick up on your way. Because if you, let's say, there's you know the the lightning ring, uh, and weapon X, whatever it is, later they both combine with duplicator. Well, if you have them both and or if you have both of those and duplicator and then you pick up the chest, you know, maybe both of your weapons are level eight and you pick up a chest, which one are you going to get? Which one's going to evolve? And then do they both evolve later? I guess. I don't know. So, yeah, it'll be interesting if you have a choice of like which one you want to evolve or if it's just random. Right. How do you feel about the pentagram? This one I've been thinking about. (laughs) I love it because it's. It's such a a fun weapon, especially the first time you evolve it. Even the yeah. first time you pick it up, you're like, what? Oh, what the fuck? Everything just disappeared. And then the realization yeah. of like, oh, shit, all my experience also just disappeared. And I don't get any experience for all those mobs. Fuck. Yeah. It, it, it was one of those things where when it first happened, I was like, what the? What is this bullshit? And then I instantly yeah. was like, oh, this is going to be good when you upgrade it. There's no way they just put this mm. item in that's just trash the whole way, you know? Yeah. Well, if you ever pick up Pentagram before you, like, really understand the upgraded stuff, that's what happened yeah. to me. I was like, what is Pentagram? Sounds fun. I'm down with the devil, right? Like, let's right. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what happens. And I'm just like, holy shit. And then it happens again, like, every, what, 30, 45, 50, 60 seconds, whatever it is, and then everything just mm-hmm. disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like you made a mistake. <laughs> that was a key for several of my like winning runs was the upgraded mm. pentagram because it just wipes the screen. And like, you know, late in minute 29, those enemies get wiped and they get replaced in half a second. But right. it is nice uh, to buy yourself another, a little break. Uh, so I always, not always, but like, that feels like one where it's like, I'm going to pick up the pentagram. I need to like dedicate the next few upgrades to like making sure the pentagram doesn't fuck up my, my whole thing, you know, mm. give it a few upgrades before I start worrying about other stuff. Here's the thing about pentagram that I found is it, it, it's super fun. It's a fun mechanic. It's exciting when it happens, especially with the evolved one, when you get the like all the extra XP and it magnetizes all the XP to your character, right? That's really cool. But Mm -hmm. once you're done on your upgrades and you can't upgrade anymore, you're just collecting chicken and money, then (laughs) (laughs) you are leveling your character without, with, with zero power progression. 
Oh, true. But the enemies are getting stronger with your level, right? So it kind of has an adverse effect. There are some characters, apparently, I don't know the details on this, but I've, I, I've read very tiny bit of information about how some characters do have a bit of power progression at certain levels. I think at like level 100 and like level 200 or something, some characters, I don't know if it's some characters or all of them, or what's going to happen when the game is, you know, complete, if every mm-hmm. character will have power progression at certain, you know, thresholds of levels, which would make a lot of sense if they did. Because, you know, it's like after like level 80, there's really no, there's no reason to level anymore other than collecting money. Right. So the pentagram was always helpful to just like, you know, it's time to just get a ton of money. Mm. Really helpful for that, for sure. Yeah. Another one that I really like is, uh, I don't like, I don't love the whip as like a regular item uh, until you get like, you know, three or four whips going at the same time. That's That's pretty cool. But the upgraded whip heals you and that's just like, you know, if an enemy does like tag you once, it's no big deal because that upgraded whip will get all your health mm-hmm. back. So I enjoyed that. Yeah, I feel like the whip, pretty much anything that heals you, almost to me seems kind of, it depends on what your goal is for for the run. But if you are getting hit, I mean, that's that's the thing. You just shouldn't be getting hit. Right. So healing shouldn't even be something that is on your radar. To me, it feels like if you're like, especially like after a minute, like 20, 25, if if you're not killing things fast enough to where you're actually getting hit, then you're probably just going to die. No Mm -hmm. amount of healing is going to save you when things just flood into you and and you're dead. Right. But as, as part of a larger build where like I do have the DPS and something just like sneaks through you know, mm. it gets through your your ring of Bibles and it hits you and then you kill it with the whip right away uh, and you get yeah. that health back. I, I found yeah, that yeah, to yeah. be pretty helpful. And again, it's good, uh, helpful like strategy wise to just be able to predict where a weapon is going to hit. And the Definitely. whip is one of the only... I don't know, three weapons where you can say, like, I know exactly where the swing is going to go. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, the the first couple levels of the whip are pretty rough. annoying to work with. <laughs> <laughs> Positioning your person in a vertical space to hit something in a horizontal space is not intuitive at all. It feels very, very yeah. strange, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you, which uh, which character did you get, or do you remember, like, your first uh, clear, like how did you get through that? Like what weapon carried you to it or anything like that? I think my first clear was with a character that starts with Rune Tracer. Man, I could... But it was, bef- it was before the update where they had the evolved form of the Rune Tracer. Okay. I have such a hard time with the Rune Tracer. Like it's never... I should have mentioned that as one of my favorite favorite weapons because it's just really really fun when it's like fully upgraded the 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 weapon duration and size when it's Mm -hmm. all upgraded you just see all these little diamonds all over your screen just going crazy so they're just bouncing off the walls everywhere and just doing so much damage so yeah that's that's another one though like the first level of it like when you start with only a rune tracer it can be so annoying to 
Just like, yeah. you know, you have eight enemies on the screen and the thing just bounces between all of them. It's <laughs> very there, there's hard. There's zero, I mean, it can hit nothing, you know? Yeah. Like even the lightning ring, there's a character that starts with that and that's guaranteed to hit something and kill something in the first few levels, right? But mm-hmm. the rune tracer might just bounce off and, and do nothing, which is kind of yeah. weird. So you just have to avoid everything until you get your upgrades or whatever. Second weapon. Yeah. The first uh the first clear I got was with the it's a character that like looks like a panda bear. I don't remember their name. Um and yeah, it's an unlockable once. character. And they yeah, have a cherry yeah. bomb for their weapon. Mm. Um and that was the first clear I got was with that one cuz the cherry bomb's really good at high levels. There's another it? character that I starts out with only this only tried him once and died really fast cuz I could not figure out how That's to like fair control what was going on with the cherry bomb <laughs> there's another one that starts out with that weird minecart weapon have you tried that one yeah i i definitely got a clear with him on the first time at first try that i did him on on the um what is the vertical dungeon the tower or whatever yeah i thought yeah. that was it's just funny like it's a very funny weapon it's because uh, they have those in the dairy plant as environmental yeah, yeah, yeah. things and then they're just like, fuck it, make that into a weapon. Like, but I don't see this any guy, association this guy shoots with the cards. character. <laughs> yeah, there's no, it doesn't, he doesn't look like a miner or like a foreman or anything. Like, he's just no, some he weird just old has, dude, right? Like, just has like psychic dominion over minecarts. <laughs> he just spawns weird minecarts out of nowhere. But it's, yeah, it's a, it's a fun, it's just a different, like I was mentioning earlier in the episode, like, he, like, it's very unintuitive and you figure out kind of how it works, but it never like you can't control it in your favor. Really? It just spawns horizontally bounces off the wall a couple times and then it's gone. So mm-hmm. yeah, I always got the most use out of that in like the library or the tower, you know, yeah. very vertical or very horizontal uh, levels. Um, well, the thing cool about using it on the tower is like, if you're constantly moving up or down, you're just spawning them like, one right after the other and they're just moving in this horizontal line mm-hmm. uh as you move down and just mo- enemies are moving into it and all this so yeah it's weird another fun. let's see i like the um the flame wand or whatever it's called like the the fire weapon because it mm-hmm. synergizes with the spinach um mm. and so I, as I went, I kind of, a lot of my runs were like prioritized based on like, I like the spinach because I like more damage and I like that right. tome because I like reduced cooldowns. So right. it's fairly obvious for me to take the the upgraded fire thing and take the magic wand because they synergize with the upgrades that I think are the best. Yeah. But the upgraded fire thing is not the best. It just synergizes with an item that I think is really helpful. So right. I, I kind of like how the lightning ring and the duplicator, that's like no brainer for me, no brainer um, because I want more projectiles. But for some of them, it's like, I don't think the magic wand is that great by itself, but I love the cooldowns. So that's mm-hmm. an easy choice. A lot of times, same for the fire wand. And so I, I kind of like how there are very few, like the item that you need to synergize is incredible and the weapon is also incredible. So it's like you mm-hmm. start the run, you're like, I just got to get this thing. 
A lot of them have a little bit of like give and take like that. Like the, um, I forget what weapon you need for the Bible, but it's not like a great item. Like if you're not upgrading the Bible, that item Isn't that you need for it. Candelabrador or whatever it's called. The candelabra, the it increase is that the one that increases your areas area or the candelabra yeah. goes with the axe um, oh true 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 what is i don't remember what goes with the bible then i think it's duration the th- maybe the one oh, that synergizes that, that with the right. bible which yeah, is yeah. like fine whatever mm. but like if i'm not prioritizing the bible maybe i won't take that one yeah the thing is like the duration thing I, so it's it's great if you go into the menus and stuff of the game and you look at the unlocks, it will tell you specifically, like, this does this, does not synergize. Like, no effect from duration. No effect from mm-hmm. uh, area effect or whatever. Right. Which is cool. Um, things like spinach feels like a required thing to get to the later game. I I feel like I always take spinach, even if I don't take fire wand. Mm-hmm. Um, what's cool is that there are some levels where there are hidden items like the library has the tome so if you just collect Mm -hmm. six like you know all your weapons and then you collect six items and you hold off on the tome until you have six items left you can get spinach and not take fire wand so you're still getting the increased damage and then you go get empty tome and you can upgrade whatever else that synergizes with that later yeah because if your item slots are if your item slots are filled and then you go pick up that tome it will create Mm -hmm. like a 13th item slot for you yeah right 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 it, so that's really cool i think that's kind of the way to get i don't say easy way but it's definitely a way to to kind of ensure a win almost mm-hmm. um if you can get like six evolved weapons and then plus have like a couple of the other items it's 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 like sure win for sure i don't know i don't think i've ever upgraded fire wand i don't know why I think I just don't like it in the early levels. So <laughs> it's yeah, it's not great. Like it's it's good. All the upgraded weapons are good, but there are some that are like clearly better. Uh, I think, and yeah, the fire wand is mainly like I'm picking up all this spinach. I might as well get an item that synergizes with it most yeah, of yeah, the yeah. time. Um, well, it's nice because every weapon has synergy with up increased damage, right? So yeah, that's nice. Um. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I remember when first starting to play this game. The Rune Tracer didn't have any evolved form. They had to update that into the game, and then now it like when it bounces off a wall, it does like this explosion firework thing that d- damages things around it. So it just does. It just does insane damage all over all over any map. Honestly, um, mm-hmm. it's really fun. It's also one of the, the the cheese things that people were doing. They were using Rune Tracer inside like i think in the in the forest there's this um there's this tiny area it's like a it's like a little square of bushes with oh, one right. door yeah. inside so if you go in there and you have a rune tracer you have all these rune tracers bouncing off of all of the walls and just creating <laughs> this like absolute hell and the only way for something to get inside there is through that one door so when they walk in there they're instantly getting hit by just like thousands of upgraded rune tracer things and it's just <laughs> a ridiculous amount of damage so it's kind of a cheese strat but yeah yeah i mean they they put that in the game they know it's there if they don't yeah. want it to be there they would have patched it out so whatever For sure 
There's a there's a couple that I was never able to get. So I was never able to upgrade uh the two the white like the dove and then the black dove. I was never able to get them together to up to get their oh. upgraded version. Um did you ever do that? Yeah, it's a good one. I like it a lot. Pichon it's, and I don't remember the black one's name, but Ebony yeah. Wings, I think it's called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I don't remember the name of the evolve form, but it's it's good. If you can get them both, it's good. Yeah, I was never able to like any run where I picked one or both of the birds, I never made it far enough to be able to upgrade them. Um because the birds are very funny weapons, but mm. they're not the most effective, I don't think. Not in the beginning, but they do a not lot in the of damage later on. Like when you when yeah. you do evolve them into their like final form, or whatever they do a lot. Plus, they're one of the only weapons that continue upgrading. So once you do evolve it, it becomes I don't remember the name, but it has some other name. And then when you pick up a chest or whatever or level up, you get new mm. upgrade path for that specific combined upgraded weapon, which most of them don't have that ability. Then looking at the, um, I'm looking at an upgrade list right now. There's oh. there's a a weapon that I never even unlocked, and it, it looks like two wings, uh, like a, a red one and a blue one, like a left wing and a right wing. Yeah, those are and the guns. Need... Oh, they're guns. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I those never cool. I never even unlocked those, so I don't. Me I neither. Actually, no idea what they do. And I looked on the list of unlocks to see like how to unlock it. And then like the requirement for unlocking it was also something that I had no idea what it is. So I was like, yeah. okay, well, we'll see if that happens someday, but not a, not an emergency. I haven't unlocked them yet either, but I've seen, I've seen the videos of people using them. You get them both and then you upgrade them later with, I don't know what the item is, but they something com- else. Yeah. They, com- they combine and then they create this, like this crazy light show. It has like <laughs> eight beams of like light just emanating from your character and spinning in a slow circle. So it's just like this ridiculous amount of damage. Oh um, yeah, in all directions. So yeah, there's gonna. I bet there's gonna be like it. It feels like they it feels like they already handled most of the you know kind of standard weapons. You know, axe, mm-hmm. knives, whip, holy water etc um now as they keep adding in new weapons into the game i I feel like a lot of the new stuff that comes is just gonna be wild shit like like what you just described with the guns yeah i feel like by the time somebody watches this or listens to this they'll be like it's all old shit what are you talking about that's all garbage (laughs) there's like new fucking weird catapult like (laughs) yeah weird weapons you haven't picked up like the the bowling ball catapult shit like (laughs) you gotta try that you guys don't know how to play this game you don't <laughs> there's a cat weapon oh yeah it's it's the starting weapon for one character but you i don't think yeah. you can pick it up with other characters can you uh, i think it's like I think once only you unlock for it, the you one can. character you i think can. You, once you unlock it you can i, I might okay. be wrong but i think you can uh <laughs> it's hilarious I, I love shit like that like it's it's just ridiculous yeah that character is really hard. Like I, I couldn't, I tried it a few times and couldn't get very far, but it is funny that you just have a cat as your, and it just goes around attacking stuff. But I think it's attacks also hurt you. 
Do- oh, does it? I think the video Maybe I was watching, like, the, the, the <laughs> dude got hit by his own cat, which is fucking hilarious as a which cat owner. Funny. Yeah. I have <laughs> yeah, scratches exactly. on my arm and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I get hurt by my own cat all the time. So, it's fucking hilarious to me to see that. So, it's um, obvious that the, the game, the guy who's making this game is a cat owner. Sure. Yeah, it's a very realistic game. <laughs> One of the more realistic games we've covered on the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, you got anything else uh, you want to chat about before we uh, wrap this up? I, I just say, like you mentioned earlier, like even if you don't like that genre, I, I don't. It's not my thing. Um, but this game is it's definitely fun. Um it's 100% worth your money. Um you'll you'll definitely get hooked right away. I can't imagine somebody being like, "Eh, this is boring." Like it's just yeah. not <laughs> it feels impossible. Yeah. Um, Someone even might if you play get, this like, for uh, Go ahead. I was going to say even if you played it for 5 or 6 times, 3 bucks is not much to Yeah. to try something out, so I know you said you don't mention the price and stuff much on this on this podcast, but that's yeah. But three it, it bucks feels is like a, three bucks, outlier. you know. Yeah, this is an outlier for sure, and yeah. I I I have a hard time imagining like a large group of people who would like pick this up, play for a couple hours, and be like, "That was a waste of time." Like that sucked, you know. Yeah. I, I don't really see that. Like even if you don't get into it and don't want to play it for. 20 hours or like however long you played it chris like um i i think there's there's good fun to be had and there is something to be said for a game that costs three dollars and like it's not this big money or time commitment just give it a try not at all. yeah i think a lot of a lot of times you, you buy a game and you feel like you want to play to the end but this game doesn't demand that you, there's no end to it at least not yet I mean, again, we're talking about it, and it's it's like pre-release state. But mm-hmm. maybe in the future, when they actually release the game, there will be some sort of story and sort of progression of of whatever, and there will be a sort of a definitive end. But at this point, there isn't one. So there's, it's just like, yeah, spend three bucks and play it as much as you want, <laughs> or don't. It's it's not like it's not a daunting task. There's plenty of games in my Steam library that I bought on yeah. Steam sale because I was like, oh. I won't I won't play that I won't try that game for 15 bucks but I'll I'll try it for two and then mm-hmm. I just never played it because I feel like oh man that's I feel like I have to sink like at least 20 hours into this thing just to see the end and I just can't get into that headspace right now but this game's right. not that so. yeah I was gonna mention you mentioned like the the story and stuff like those um those little lore bits for the stages are kind of funny um they yeah. all mention chicken which is, uh, <laughs> is a nice little cute thing. The only one um, that uh, that doesn't mention chicken, the um, the tower, uh, it, <laughs> uh, it says, um, so the forest says, uh, the castle is alive, but there's still free roast chicken here, so it's all good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the library says, this quiet, long library is the ideal place where to uh, rest, meditate, and forage for roast chicken. But what's a stone mm-hmm. mask doing here? Um, the dairy plant says, uh, the magic map hidden in here might finally lead us to a vampire or at least to some more roast chicken. <laughs> um, and then the, Definitely uh, the tower no vampires, man, spoilers, yeah. no vampires, <laughs> just chicken, just a lot of fucking chicken, honestly, a lot of chicken in this game. 
And then the uh, the tower says, uh, this tower hides great magical artifacts and historically accurate monsters. So good. Uh, nice little sense of humor for the very little text uh, that you do get. Yeah. So I dig it. Cool. There's, it's a very low pressure, no pressure game. Yeah. Very fun to play. Good stuff. Might even play it when we're done here. Yeah. It's a easy one. Again, like if I hadn't thrown my back out this afternoon, I was planning on just like sitting down for, uh, you know, an hour and playing a little bit. Uh, as it turned out, I wasn't able to do that, but um, I was able to get on here and talk uh, Vampire Survivors with you, Chris. This has been a good time. Thank you so much for yeah, coming on. Absolutely. 100%. It's been a great time. Always good to talk to you about comedians or video games or Rookie I see in the background. Hi, Rookie. Yeah, Rookie's, Rookie's made an appearance. <laughs> I've been looking over to my left uh, during the recording a lot because he's been sleeping in uh, a very cute uh, position. People heard him going nuts in the background of the last episode, oh, yeah. much more uh, relaxed during this episode here. So, uh, Chris, thanks again, dude. Great times, as always. I'll be sure to have you back on sometime. For sure, man. Thank you for listening, everybody. I appreciate you very much. Once again, uh, please consider leaving a rating and review if you enjoyed this episode. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, join the Discord, yada, yada, yada. Tune in next week for the next game that comes out of the backlog.